Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. One, two, three. It's a hard Knicks life. It is a hard Knicks life. A hard Knicks life. Oh, it's a hard Knicks life. It's a hard Knicks life. It is a hard Knicks life. A hard Knicks life. Oh, it's a hard Knicks life. What up, Knicks fans? And what is up, Barry? Motherfucking D. The Knicks are back. The season is back, Barry. What is up, Craig? It is good to be officially in season. It's been so long and they're back. And I just want to say a special good day to Blanderson Hooper. Good day, Blandy. You're listening to the One Knicks podcast right now. That has a third of it fucking sleeping! Sleeping on opening night, Barry! Well... I mean, well, give him what? credit. He, he here, stayed here up comes, for the game. He did watch Barry. the game. Here comes Barry to Blandy's defense. I'm just did saying you make it sound game? like he he did watch the whole game. Okay. And uh, we're, we're expecting we're going to do a pod right afterwards. It's opening and night. It's opening night. Course, it's opening yeah. night. It's opening right. night. We were gonna, we everyone knew I was going to start the game at like nine. Right. Right. Sure. Was but usually be in you have your phone by your side, and he was texting you throughout the game all night. You know, we're still going on after the game. We'd hear nothing. The game ends. We still hear nothing. Um, I even chime in there, you know, Craig, you know, anything. Hear nothing. Because I know you usually have your phone on you because you usually keep up on the score. Like, you're not like me that, like, I can't see anything. I don't want to know anything that happens. I'll avoid social media. I'll avoid my phone because I want to be surprised as I watch the game. You're not typically like that. That's what I did tonight, because last year, when I didn't do that, it ruined the whole season for me. Because yeah. every fucking game I would watch, starting late, and I couldn't resist, and I would check, and I would check the text, and Blandy's, you guys are fucking talking about what's going on in the game, and giving shit away. Looking back at the text tonight, I'm glad I didn't look at them, because you guys are talk giving away hints at the game. We didn't talk about the game. Well, what's this? Howarth J. Sell. 8.41 p.m. So we're, what What are we at there? Nearing halftime? Yeah. Mid-second quarter? Okay. Yeah, uh, okay. How are things looking? What's he, what's he asking about? Is he asking about recording tonight? He's or asking the about game? you. We had our own separate text not, thing going about I the not, game. Have I not said that that's one of the most annoying things you can text me when I'm stressed out about trying to watch a game so I can do the podcast? How are we looking, guys? Oh, what for- time are we looking at? <laughs> so I don't want to check my fucking text during the end because it ruins everything for me. Okay. But then you responded. Oh, well, he said, how are things looking? Then, then he said, so should I take no answer as a good sign or a bad sign? And then you write, bad. Okay, right. so I'm, I'm, I'm talking so about you. I'm, well, I don't know that. If I if I if I'm if I'm not watching the game, I, I might think that the everything's going bad for the Knicks. How do oh, I know? So putting it to Knicks terms. Okay, all right, no problem. Well, I'm here at eight forty one. It was looking bad at nine. Yeah, the fact that you weren't responding. Bad? The fact you haven't responded to anything. I thought it was a bad sign, dude. Because I'm watching fucking opening night of the of this back and forth Knicks game where Chris taps that bitch Porzingis. 
is ruining yeah, us on opening night, flopping yeah, and hitting threes from all over the place. We're missing every fucking free throw we take. Quentin oh. Grimes is having four-point plays. Emmanuel Quickly, who didn't get an extension, is fucking lighting it up. And it was a great fucking game. Yeah, so there I'm were sorry moments. That I'm not I, I am, reading I these fucking glad. texts, letting you you all ruin my fucking game. <laughs> you I'm made the right choice for this game because there there was a lot of moments in this game to get hyped up about. You know, a, a couple of little runs that the Knicks had that really amped shit up for me, and I was really super psyched and pumped, and you know, yelling at my TV. Good and so bad. Of hold course. on, before we lose track, bet online. Mm. Okay. The last of the major pro sports leagues kicks off this week, and Bet Online is your top spot for all your NBA action this season. With MLB postseason, NFL, and college football, and the NHL in full swing, Bet Online is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. Get everything NBA at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access for every sport anytime. Head to the Bet Online today website to get in on the action don't forget to use promo code bleav to get your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online where the game starts let's pick up where we left off barry sure this game had its ups it hold had up, its hold downs that well let me just get through jason's text oh oh that's where you want to leave I thought we so left should i take else. the no answer as a good sign or a bad sign fucking like 19 minutes after jason texted all right 19 minutes at that point bad Although he was, and this is you, bad. Although he wasn't planning on starting the game till at least nine anyway. Half right, so I didn't later, realize, I didn't even later, know why, Craig, I didn't know why Jay needed a, uh, an update that early. <laughs> so nine, 9.33, you write Craig, and then Jason at 10.03. Okay, I'm still recovering from COVID. I need a full night's sleep, and it's been an hour and a half. Craig, hope everything's okay. We can tape tomorrow if you want. Tape tomorrow? <laughs> did you watch that fucking game? Did he really watch the game? He did, because I was texting him during the game. Yeah, we were both live. He wasn't planning on watching, though, because of his son's baseball. So, I don't know, man. It's fine. I said to Barry, we have to record. It's opening night. I know there were a few times last year where I like fell asleep from watching the game because I would check all the scores. So I would know the Knicks lost by like 19 or something. Then I have to fucking go and watch the game. Yeah, it's hard to And I literally fall asleep out of fucking depression. Sure. And then, so yeah, I know that happened a few times, maybe twice, maybe just once. I, I know it happened at least once. This is opening night, Barry. And these Knicks Celtics you know games do you not know I'm not fucking man. falling asleep for opening night. Celtics Knicks. Right. Yeah. So, Blandy, you'll you'll join us next time. I know everyone's going to be really disappointed. No news, no Blandy, no drops, but we're going to go back vintage hard Knicks life. Just me and Barry. That's right. One-on-one time. How about that game? It is good to be back. You know, we were right there with the Boston Celtics, even though Doris Burke and everyone announcing the game was giving them all the fucking excuses in the world. Oh, the new t- they're a new team. They have to get used to each other. Get the fuck out of here. You've got Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Drew Holiday, Chris Asperzingis. The Knicks deserve some fucking credit that they were right oh, there, had 100%. a fucking lead in the final minutes of the game, couldn't hit a fucking free throw to save their life. Their top guys weren't even playing well. And there we are with the team that everyone is saying is between them and the Bucks, a championship, uh, 
Eastern Conference favorite. And the Knicks were getting their credit as well. You know, Doc Rivers said, he, like, he made a statement, which, like, this statement would not have been said more than three years ago. It was One of the things he said was, That's, this is why no team likes to play the Knicks. Because they're gritty and they stay in games. They don't let up. Just when you think you're about to put your foot on their throat, they don't let you. They pull it back. I mean, the Celtics got out to, like, a 10-point lead early on. And after that, the Knicks kept it at that lead. And then we saw what happened in the second half when they came back and and eventually took the lead back from the Celtics. I mean, yeah, this is a Knicks team that 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 does not stop at all. They never feel like they're out of it. They do what they do. Look, stuff's not going to go right for some of them, but they've got a deep team and, you know, tonight they were led by RJ Barrett and and Emmanuel quickly to 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 lead them and almost overcome the you know, the, the NBA favorites, the Boston Celtics. Yeah. J- Julius Randle and Jalen Brunson com- combined f- to shoot 11 for 33. They got off to a he brutal, have, brutal start. He did have 13 assists between them. J- Julius had 11 boards. I'm not going to fucking, every time Julius Randle doesn't perform at a fucking all NBA caliber this season, I'm not, I'm not criticizing anyone. Randle had a good game I am tonight. done with that. I mean, he, that's the thing. Every, they played he, well as a team. They were fucking there. I don't give a shit about everyone's individual stats. Yeah. You know, you get Except on Randall a little quickly. bit. His, his, you, I care about his individual stats. <laughs> look, Randall played his game. He he took a lot of shots inside, took it to the hoop, and it just wasn't working out for him. Uh, he was missing a bunch of threes. It wasn't working out for him. But he took good shots. Um, he didn't make bad decisions. In fact, he made a lot of good decisions at times. Uh, he passed the ball really well. I mean, you saw that with the uh, the seven assists that he got. I thought he played a really sound game. I, I he, He's got to do a better job boxing out. I know he got 11 rebounds, but there was a lot of plays, especially down the stretch, where he's got to get himself in better position to make sure you secure that board, especially in these close games. That That's like one thing I noticed. Um but but yeah no I was happy with with his play and and again the, the shots the shots will come that you know it will and same thing with with Jalen Brunson I'm not worried about about that either. Mitchell Robinson had a dreadful game right I mean, four, four I'm just pointing the these half. things out I'm just pointing these things out because we were still we we could have won this game we could have won right. this game right right of course of course Emmanuel um, quickly who did not get that extension right big talk amongst Knicks fans. Uh, 24 points, six boards, four assists, and 28 Super efficient. minutes. Yep. Yeah, seven for 11 Re- shooting, five clutch. for seven from three. Yeah, played well down the stretch. Played down the stretch, right? Yeah, both sides of the ball. It didn't come out in the fourth, the, you know, the whole fourth quarter because of his play. Um, and that's what's great about this team. If a guy is riding hot, the Knicks have a, so much flexibility and can maneuver guys in so many different positions that you can really have any combination out there and on any given night it could work for them. Interesting, we didn't see any Jericho Sims, right? So so this Wasn't is that nine. interesting, Craig? Was it that interesting? I mean, is he gonna go deeper than nine? He doesn't do that. That is I mean, you know, I guess it's not that interesting. And, <laughs> but, and thank but God, though, but I'm, we, I'm, but still, I'm still getting nine, over right? I'm still getting over the slam dunk contest from last year in Jericho Sims. I don't I don't want to see Jericho Sims for a while, all right? It's still still hard for me to get that that image out of my head of him ripping up the uh the the envelope. I mean, it is a very small bench. I'm sure we'll. I'm sure it'll be fine. We're not the coach, all right. Tibbs is working with what he has, but off the bench is just Hartenstein is the basically the only big guy. Then we got Hart, Divincenzo, and quickly. 
Yeah. Just a bunch of guards. It's just, it's just I do think it's interesting. We are going to roll this year without a backup four, with barely a backup three. Right. And we'll see where and when it's going to hurt them, you know. But th- the thing is, when you've got Hart out there and DiVincenzo out there, um, you've got, and, and they're typically going to be out there with Hartenstein. You've got two guys now that are always running around on offense that are making backdoor cuts, and Hartenstein is always looking to get them the ball. You know, we only saw it a couple of times in this game, but you're going to see it so much throughout the season. Um, I was really impressed with Hartenstein through the preseason. It reminded me of how how much of an impact he had for this team last year. And and again, with the addition of DiVincenzo, the way that Grimes plays, all these guys and the fact that they're going to be interchangeable in and out of the lineup, Hartenstein is just going to, going to make them better. This is going to be a, a very... Very, very fun Knicks team to watch because they're going to play fundamental ball. They're going to play sound basketball. It's a good team. Good, deep team. And and Thank- the chemistry is there. You know, poke all fun that you want that the Celtics need to get used to playing with each other. But that is a thing. Chemistry is a thing. And this Knicks team has it. And they all know what their strengths are. Yes. I just thought it was funny down the stretch that a team with Jason Tatum, who usually the Knicks are the ones struggling to score at the end of games, you're telling me that the Celtics have to learn to play, would just give the fucking ball to Jason Tatum. Oh, yeah. yeah. We oh, don't have was... anyone like that. Yeah, I mean, he looked you know, he looked like, you know, an MVP this game. We don't have anyone remotely close to that on this team. So no matter what, I don't give a shit if all the other 11 guys on Celtics are new, they're going to have the advantage. Because they've right, got right. one of the he, best players in the yeah, game. Correct, correct. You know, with the exception of maybe two teams in the NBA, he's always going to be the best player on the floor. You know, unless right. they're playing the Nuggets or, uh, you know, or the Bucks. What is interesting, I think, just when when you were just talking about everyone, is that even though we only added DiVincenzo, I feel like shooting, we have struggled historically, the Knicks, right? Just consistent shooting. But if you look at the number of guys who can shoot, we potentially could have a decent shooting team this year. Yeah. And again, DiVincenzo missed- Especially if Grimes is shooting, like he shot great tonight. He was shooting great in preseason. We know what his potential is. I don't think he's really- really shown it during the regular season, right? He's right. still young, but he was three for six from threes. You got Grimes, you got Hart, well, and, you got and, DiVincenzo, and DiVincenzo, you got quickly. Didn't, DiVincenzo didn't shoot it great tonight, but he's a good shooter. You no, know, he's he he right, he right around 40% yeah. from three. So yeah, you got him and uh, yeah, and Hart knocks him down when they matter. Right, so they have like three or four guys who who should be able to shoot decently at the three and that's not even including... Randall, who we know can shoot from there. Runson, who we know can shoot from there. So, I don't I think there's just more shooting than we're used to. And maybe, you know, who knows? You think RJ is going to improve at all this year with his shooting? I mean, he did look good tonight. Not shooting-wise. He was still his typical RJ efficiency. Eight for 20, 24 points, three boards, two assists. But he just makes a difference out there. But he just had a typical, I feel like he had a normal RJ game. Yeah, yeah, and and I mean it's sad because, you know, I feel like he takes a lot of shit. You know, number number two pick and 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 you know hasn't shown or number three pick rather, uh, in the draft and and really you know hasn't popped popped. But you're talking about a guy who scores twenty points a game, a guy that you know tonight when when Randall didn't have it and Brunson didn't have it, he led the charge. You know, Cole led the charge quickly against his team, so he's got it in him. He's not going to do it. Day in and day out, he's not going to be the best player on the floor every game, 
But yeah, here and there you can. And look, here's a guy who loves playing against the Celtics, man. He, he, he had loves. huge games against them last year. <laughs> he definitely, he gets up for the big moments, RJ. Yeah. Were, were you, what did you think when the Knicks and quickly did not agree to an extension? Which side of the which side were you on? I'm fine with either side. I look, it's not an instance where there's bad blood between two sides. I think they both want the other one. You know, I think quickly wants to be a Nick, and I think the Knicks want quickly. How could they not? Um, not just based on tonight, based on you know his his tenure here. Um, I think it's. I would have been happy either way. If they locked him up, I would have been excited they locked him up. If they didn't, it doesn't mean they're not going to get him. I mean, nine times out of ten, a restricted free agent's going to sign with that team that he's on anyway. You know, so what's the worst that can happen? Uh, a team's going to put an offer out there. It's not going to be so insane that the Knicks wouldn't match it. You know, it's going right. to be in the realm of what he deserves. So, look, if this gives them the flexibility to operate in such a way this year that's going to open up to more trade opportunities than if they would have signed him now, then they made the right decision. I agree. It's fine. I think the Knicks too often rush to extend or sign or extend coaches or they always jump the gun, right? So right. I do believe in not paying someone until you fucking have to pay them because you never know what might happen. Sure. He's coming off a great season last year. He was almost a sixth man. He's basically, you would think that's at his like pinnacle of what he should get paid. Like that's the perfect time to try to get an extension, try and get your right, money. Right. So is he going to go... Maybe he's better than that this year and it works out for him and he gets even more money than he could have gotten this summer and the Knicks have to pay more and they technically lose according to some fans, but they win if that's the case because then <laughs> exactly. quickly is just even better than you thought he even was. So who gives a shit if he plays out of his mind this year and we have to overpay him a little more or or match some other team because they think he's a great, va they think he's so good that they want to pay him over the moon? Who gives a fuck? Exactly. Right? And the people matter. that are and the people on that side of the of, of the fence that are saying like, oh, they, they blew they blew it. They should have they should have extended him uh, before the deadline. They're gonna they're gonna be even louder and chirping louder now after his performance tonight. See what happened? Oh, like as I if won't. like a foot's yeah. out the door, which it's not. He's under contract. He's here this whole season. Don't, you don't have to worry about it. He's a restricted fucking free agent. He, if the Knicks want him. That he's theirs. Nobody can do anything fucking about it. But you're right. I'm not. I won't go on Twitter just because of that. Yeah, I'm sure that stay, is stay what's off. going oh, on. Oh yeah, that's all that was happening tonight. <laughs> the Knicks fucked up. What do you think they say? What do you think they could have saved ten million dollars over four years? Who gives a fuck? That makes no difference. Yeah, exactly. Um, make sure he stays healthy. Make sure he is who you think he is. Make sure he gets better. It, it doesn't matter. How about that Embiid rumor that came out the mm. night before opening night? Right, it was the night before. Yeah, but the two Knicks or three days, are yeah. willing. You don't know if it's true, but the Knicks are willing to deal Julius, Mitch, RJ, Fournier. I, I don't know why they would do that. And two to three <laughs> first round picks for Joel Embiid. How's your feeling on that after tonight? I mean, look, it's Joel Embiid. It's a, it's, it fills a, a position that that the Knicks could use, which is a offensive-minded center, you know, which obviously they don't they don't have in, in Robinson or Hardenstein. Um, and he's an MVP player, so if you have the chance to get him, I think you got to go get him. Um, you're still left with Jalen Brunson, who's a an all you know in my eyes is an all star. Um, 
and again, still a deep team. Um, I I like Julius Randle. I would not want to have to lose him in this deal, but if that's the deal to get it done, I think it ultimately I think it's worth it. Um, but I who's also the, like the team that we have. Who's the player you least want to give up of those guys between Julius, RJ, Mitch, and Fournier? Fournier. Julius, I, I Julius. no, I'd, yeah, at least dude, Fournier. <laughs> I, yeah, at least like to even though you're replacing him Julius. with Embiid. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah, out of those players, he's the least one I'd want to get rid of. Who would be the who would be their starting lineup if they did that? Joel Embiid would start at the at the 5. Mhm. And no Randall. Who's at the 4? Yeah, look, it's one thing to have Josh Hart or um, you know, or RJ Barrett, who you wouldn't have anyway. Um at the four for some minutes, but to have that be your four against some of these big, you know, big teams that are out there in the league, I mean, that that's that's going to hurt you. So they'd have to fill that spot with somebody. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't see how you could say no to getting an MVP caliber guy and him and Brunson would be really good together, but it would definitely thin out this team losing three, three starters, right? Especially knowing how small our bench is right now. Barry, you want to hear some voicemails from tonight? What do you say? Oh, we got voicemails from tonight? Got a couple of voicemails from tonight. Oh. And we have some it. from like two weeks ago, which I could play if you want. There was one from Brandon, but it's all just old news. Mm. Although I feel like I should play that one. I might have to download that one to play. We're doing this old school right now. Usually Blandy plays these, but Blandy's fucking sleeping. So here's one from tonight. Well, we lost. But it was a hell of a game. Boy, that Kristoff's was showing something. Anyway, nice to talk to you guys again. Have a good week. Look forward to your podcast. Oh, he could have really used a Ralph Nix win tonight. Oh, man, he would have lost his shit. Ugh. And Ralph, I don't think he's, he's not calling in a lot, which is fine. Ralph, we said that's okay. Did I actually say he shouldn't call in a lot? <laughs> you know... Is he doing yeah, this you by said his limited. own choice? Yeah, I, yeah I you did? said limited to one call. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like that hurts Ralph's image on the show? Uh, imagine, I'm trying yes. to th- imagine what we could have experienced tonight with oh, Ralph my God. along oh. the way. My God, between the quickly threes and the grind threes and the steals and the fast breaks and the Knicks taking the lead. Oh yeah, it would have been uh, tremendous. I thought I asked Ralph to do it all, but then edit it together for us and send it as one clip. He's not going to do I that. Asked? He's not going to do that. He doesn't know how to do that. I, I, he doesn't know how to do it. He's not going to do it. However you want to phrase it, it's not happening. Are there any listeners out there who would volunteer their time to edit Ralph's voicemails <laughs> together? <laughs> I feel like I don't want to ask for work, but I feel like I want the old Ralph back. Ralph, it's up to you. I don't want you to be swayed by anything I've said. You be you. Whatever you want to do, you do. But I kind of like the old Ralph. I kind of like him. All right, let's see who else we got. Yo, 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 boys. What's up? So, Depay calling after the season opener against the Celtics. I would use two words to describe that game. Rusty, but gritty. I was uh, surprised at how bad Brunson was and how many fucking free throws they missed. 
But I uh, love the way they never let the game really get away from them. And IQ looks like a like a brother on a mission to get his max, which is good. Let's hope he keeps that up all year. And the Celtics, man, you know, like that starting five is scary good, but I think that bench, the bench is the Achilles heel. And they were totally beatable tonight, and we almost did beat them, even though we played shitty and missed all those fucking free throws. So I think we're going to get better from here, and this should be good for their confidence. And uh, we got the same bet with my wife this year, so unfortunately tonight it's a hard Knicks life. Hard to pay out. Isn't it a soft Knicks life then? It is tonight, yeah. But look, he's got over over forty five, at least over forty five special nights this season in his corner, <laughs> I believe. Don't you fret. But yeah, free throws, man. We're it's a shame. You know, you look at that stat, fourteen of twenty six, and you just imagine all those empty points that the Knicks could have had. You know, and, and maybe this game turns out differently, and not just like the the foul calls too. Um, just the the length of time. That gets taken away from these games as these refs are reviewing shit. It really, really slows the game down, uh, and and it was really bothering me tonight. Normally that shit doesn't bother me that much, but I think we're going to see a lot of it uh, this year. And uh, yeah, it just it just ruins the flow. It ruins the entertainment factor of watching the game. It kills the momentum, you know, for these teams that are on runs when they stop for you know six seven minutes staring at a play, you know. That they, don't, oh, yeah. that they shouldn't even be looking at. It slows it down. I don't even know if they're always getting it right. How, how long? How time. long did it take them to look at that when when Jalen Brown um, got wrapped up by Hartenstein, and it you know turned out you know to be like offsetting fouls or whatever. That was fucking when, ridiculous. Like, they, they didn't even need to go to the camera for that. Come on. Well, how did he, Hartenstein got a technical for re-engaging? Which he did. He, he did. He looked at him. And and he pretty much smiled. He held that. back. He, he held yeah, back. He didn't, he Jalen didn't push. Brown. He didn't have to be restrained. Yeah, Jalen Brown hugged at his jersey, and then and when they were trying to separate, Jalen Brown got a big shove in there on Hartenstein. I don't know yeah. what the fuck they were doing, and then they're calling all these flops. They calling Jalen Brunson for a mm. flop when he literally landed on whoever was defending on Jason his Tatum. Foot. Yeah, it should have been a foul on Tatum. He should have gone to the free throw line for three for three free throws. Like honestly, I was like, "Can we fucking rev- can point. we review that shit right now? Can we review the flop call? Because then we're yeah, like you said, Brunson's at the line. Yeah. What do yeah, they want him to? They, what do they want him to fucking just hurt it? Like I feel like he fell that way, so he didn't get injured. Yeah. And then we're totally, getting penalized for totally it. Totally <laughs> plausible. Yep. For sure. And then yeah, I mean the Hartenstein when he got elbowed by Porzingis, like that shouldn't have been a that shouldn't have been a. A foul on Porzingis or whatever the fuck they right. call. That was right. ridiculous too, yeah. you yeah. know? And Doris Burke is out there screaming over and over again, what's he supposed to do? <laughs> <laughs> so fucking annoying. I don't have a problem with Doris Burke. Oh, uh, I, I mean, okay. All right. Well, to each his own. <laughs> Blandy would be agreeing with you. He, he can't stand it. Well, we know where Blandy is. That's right. Let's play, let's play Brandon's voicemail. Let me see if I can... Uh, Get this playing out loud for you. If I remember right, last pod, we went back at Brandon for telling you how to feel and how to do the show and for expressing yourself. 
Yes, I was very angry with Brandon and we let him have it. Right. We, I think we said, fuck you, Brandon. There was, it was not, you know, we didn't hold back. I was, every time I listened to Brandon's voicemail, I was like, this is why I don't want to do the fucking show anymore. <laughs> Shit like this, Brandon. And then so, you know, I know this is like two, three weeks later, whatever. We're back now. The next season's back. It's like, so we're fucking back. Okay. But really there was, I don't know. I don't remember. You went on a fucking vacation last week, which we should talk a little bit about. Let's get into that in a little bit. Let me fucking play Brandon. This is Brandon calling af right after he heard that last podcast where we went in on him. Went in on a longtime valued listener who doesn't give a shit about any of our feelings. All right. This is Brandon's response. God damn it, Craig. If I would have fucking known, how, how was I supposed to know you were going to shit on me last fucking episode? How the fuck was I supposed to know? You shat on me all fucking episode. I mean, really, like, I obviously give a shit because I called and said, hey, guys, this shit is depressing. I didn't say you were fucking depressed. I need you guys, literally, and I don't go for a morning walk. It's a fucking jog. God damn it. I mean, really, you guys ever think that I'm depressed and then that I need you guys more than you need me? You ever think about that? You know, the Knicks and you guys? I didn't mean to get in your head, Craig. I mean, really. Yeah, I rambled, but I obviously give a shit because I called in. I clearly called in because I was like, you know, shit, if they're sort of kind of going in the direction of they're going to cancel the show, well, shit, let me try to, you know, breathe some life. So I said, yeah, the shit was depressing. I don't need you guys to entertain me. That's a lie. That's a lie. I need you guys a lot. I care about the show. I care about what's going on with you and Barry and Blandy. But you know what? Barry, fuck me. Fuck you. That's all I feel. I mean, really. I fucking care. Oh, and another thing. I completely forgot to say. Blandy, I want to thank you for not shitting on me. I know you really didn't have much of a opinion, but... I want to thank you for not saying fuck Brandon on the show. Thanks. Craig, I'm sorry. I didn't mean for you to get in all your feelings and shit. I fucking care. Okay. See, so it was coming from a place of love. When Brandon called last time, it was coming from a good place. See that? And, and Brandon, if I say fuck you, that means we're at a level... That I feel like I can say that to you. You know what I mean? I, I don't just say that to anybody. Where you, you, you got a special place here. Yeah, you, we, you, you push our buttons because we, like, we like you. And it hurts when we hear that you don't care about our feelings. And right, so a jog that's, is that's still... That's why we said fuck you, Brandon. And, and, and a jog is like not that much more than a, a fast walk. It's not like you're running out there. You know, it's still just a jog. It's not a walk, it's a jog. Yeah, you know, don't, don't pat <laughs> you yourself just want, back too hard. For the record, it's a jog. Right. You're right. Is that any better? Not much. You run like a man, Brandon. Men run. Yeah, men run. Going out, you're going out for a run. 
we know you're jogging and then when you get tired you start walking it's like a walk jog thing you jog for as long as you can then you fucking walk I don't I don't run do you run Barry I don't run no I don't run I cycle you you cycle though but that's much easier than running <laughs> right I mean you can coast at times running you're just working the whole time <laughs> cycling is for people who can't run running's hard you, you, this is getting under Barry's skin right now. You're going to say fuck you to me? No, but I, I I never just coast, Craig. I'm always working hard when I when I ride. It's easy. Cycling. I could ride with you. No, you can't. <laughs> you definitely <Yeah>. can't. <laughs> uh, well, how was Woodlock? Oh, it was great. What a great you, fucking place. Who'd you go with? The fam? Just the fam. Yep, just the wife. And a kids. great place. What it's is it like? Uh, what do you do there? It's like a. It's like an old school. And I say old school because growing up, I used to go up to the Catskills one weekend every year from like age six to like age sixteen. So I have a lot of fond memories growing up doing that, and this place is very much like that. It's it's almost like being on a cruise ship in that they have a schedule of activities throughout the whole day. They've got nighttime entertainment. Um, so during the day they've got trivia, but it's not like lame trivia. They got like really cool, fun, interactive games about, you know, movies and pop culture and shit. And then there's tons of stuff to do while you're there. If you want to do go-karts or you want to do archery or you want to do whatever. And and the food is great. You know, you get, they feed you three meals a day with, and it, it's really good food. They got a swimming pool, all that stuff. So we have a great time. We actually went twice last year um, and we're going to make it a tradition where we go every year. Because it's that it's that good. They got the same people working there all the time. It's great, and it's not that far. And what do you, you know? stay in when you're there? Is it like a house, a, a hotel? No, it's a, uh, you could if you want. They do have a house you could rent if you're going with like a lot of people, um, you know, like eight or twelve people. But it's like a hotel basically. Um, not a huge hotel. It's like three floors, but they got a couple of different buildings. Um, and uh, yeah, it was great. So it was like a hotel room you stay in sounds like a, and, i mean it sounds fun but boring right no, nothing boring for this show did nothing nothing interesting happen uh, yeah the only interesting thing happened is i so i have this hernia uh right above my belly button that it doesn't usually bother me um but when it does okay. it's really really painful um but it'll happen like once every three months i'm actually having surgery um, in a few weeks to get it removed. Oh, because um, like I said, even though it's thank you, even though it's so infrequent, it's really crippling when it comes on, and it could last anywhere from a few hours to overnight or for a day, and then it it goes away. There's really nothing you can do for it while you have it. And we got to Woodlock Thursday night, and when we woke up Friday morning, or when I woke up Friday morning, within like a half hour of waking up, I felt it coming on. And it came on really strong. I don't know what the fuck set it off. And I was in a lot of pain. And I didn't know if it was going to last all day and it was going to ruin the trip. It happened when we went on vacation to Maine a few a couple months ago. Oh. Uh, so it was just bad timing. Um, so I Vacation I, hernia. Your hernia likes to come out for vacations. Yeah, I guess so. So I just... And, and the thing is, there's nothing you could do to get relief. So like I stayed in like the hotel room for a couple of hours. But like whether I'm laying on the bed or I'm standing or I'm sitting... It's still painful. It's like somebody's like squeezing your skin, like pinching it really tight and not letting go. And it's just constant. So um, 
my wife happened to get a prescription for some muscle relaxers like a few days before for something she's going through from time to time. And she actually brought it with her. So I popped one of those. It didn't do anything. So then I was like, you think I have another one? So I took another one and then it went away. I don't know from the muscle relaxer or not, but it didn't come back. So it ended up only lasting about three hours. Um, So I didn't lose the whole day. You know, it was better by lunchtime. Um, But that was a shitty And then you were good. And then I was good from then on. Thank God. Now you're now you're addicted to muscle relaxers. And now I've been addicted ever since. I've been popping like twelve a day. <laughs> no. <laughs> can you get addicted to that? I feel like you can. I'm sure you can. I'm sure you can. But no, that that was all I needed, and then I was good from there on out. When it when you have it, is it like popping out of your belly button area, or it is gets it harder? Not, you can't it, it see gets, it. it. Yeah, yeah, no. Like I can feel it right now, but it's like soft. Um, but when it happens, usually it's very hard, and it gets bigger. Well, speaking of health shit, by the way, we're wrapping up the show right now. But speaking of health shit, dude, in four weeks, I've got my 45-year-old physical. And you know what's coming with that. Oh, yeah. So I think I'm going to do that thing where I drink the shit on the show. See what happens. Or a little before the show. Weren't we going to do that with Jay and he didn't want to do it? You were going to do it with me and I didn't want to do it. Oh, all right. I guess you don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> no, it's it, it, it took a while for it to kick in anyway. So I don't know like, if you're going to think right. you're going to have to like run run out to go to the bathroom or something. That's and the hope and is drinking is awful. Yeah. No. So I'll drink it on the show. And then uh, knowing the way my stomach insides work, I'll be shitting immediately as I'm drinking it. All right. All right, man. Well, I'm sorry Blandy wasn't here for the first show of the fucking new season. Yeah, he had a good is, news story to talk is about a tonight sad. and everything. Yeah, the Dwight Howard stuff, we have to save that. Mm. Yeah. He's going to wake up tomorrow morning and find out that we recorded. Yep. What do you think he's going to be going? <laughs> you think he's going to give a shit? Will he be annoyed, um, you think? I think it'll bother him a little bit, but it'll go one of two ways. I, I think it'll go the way where he's just going to be like, no, it's fine. It's no big deal. Um, or he's going to go the other way and sarcastically, you know, give us a hard time and try to make us feel bad about it. But I think it'll be the first one. I think I'll say it's fine. That he was tired. He was just getting over COVID. Um, and he couldn't stay up. He's got to go. He's finally going back to work tomorrow. And he, he needed to get some sleep. And he didn't know how long you were going to be. He'll blame it on you. Was it a... Like, honestly, when I was watching the game, I was like, they're going to be so excited that I'm finishing this game way earlier. What, you so should have shot just a trying text to, get to us, through. bro. I didn't want to... I don't know what you guys... I knew he was at the game... And I really did not feel like getting any updates on what was happening. Mm-hmm. You know how bad he is with that shit, dude. He fucked you up so much last year. No, I feel like he's been better. Intentionally, at times. <laughs> Intentionally. Yeah. I felt feel a little guilty, but I didn't, I couldn't, I don't know. I couldn't not record. Tonight. No, we gotta get it out, man. I'm not gonna want to do it tomorrow night. Right. All right, guys. Until next time, the season is here. Thank God. We're back. The Knicks are back. Are we going to have, like, games constantly now, Barry? Uh, are you fucking ready for this? Yeah, Friday and Saturday night, back-to-back already. Let's go. I mean, I want to do this. We'll let Blandy do this in in the next episode, but we got to do our season predictions right now because we haven't done it yet, and we need to come back to this at the end of the season. What do you got for wins on the season? Should we say at the same time so we don't copy each other? Um. Yeah, we're gonna say the win total. Yeah. Three, sure. two, 
one. 52 wins. <laughs> there you go. Alright guys, until next time, it is a hard. Knicks. Oh yeah. I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it for him. <laughs> I can't do it. It would be just wrong. It's a hard Knicks line. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.